this film vault. What is it all about? We'll break it down. We're going to break it down. Hold on. We're going to break it down. We open every show with what we call Flick Fashion, where Brian and I talk about the most recent three films we've seen, films that are in theaters now, as well as... Films you can stream now, films you can uh, track down on TV. These are films that are accessible. And then we get into it in the next segment where we have a top five list week in, week out, whether it's top five sports, top five war movies, top five racist characters. Mm -hmm. Yes, we try and be entertaining, but we definitely talk about entertainment. The Film Vault, over at... On PodcastOne.com. That's O-N-E. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Extent After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Extent After Show. Hey guys, there is a, there is a reason why we are playing the soundtrack, the theme song to Terminator. We will get to that in just a moment, but first of all, we want to thank you. We are doing this is the inaugural episode yes. of episode 1, season 1 of the big huge mega summer blockbuster TV series on CBS Extant with Halle Berry and with Steven Spielberg behind this. And my name is Monis Rose and to my left first of all is the amazing awesome Adrian Snow. How are you feeling today, Adrian? Good. Good to see you again, Monis. Oh, it is a yeah. pleasure and also an awesome, awesome, cool guy. The best, the one, the only, Tari Miller. How are you feeling today, Tari? Swell. A little flattered. Why? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, you know, this is extant. This is, this is primetime TV. Mm-hmm. We are now in the primetime spot. You know, eight, you know, our last, our last shows have not been <laughs> as, it, it's a big deal for, for Adrian and I guys yes. because this, we finally are hosting a great, or at least, a show that is of um we are we appreciate and we will get to all that. Well, it's a mm. serial, so there's actually something to to track every week and, you know, there's a storyline that's going through each week, which is nice to do yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Tari, you like a uh, you like serials more than say standalones? Uh definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I like having stuff to look forward to and and all the speculation, you know? Absolutely. Well, yes, there is a lot of cereal in extant. There is a yes. lot of speculation. I think layers upon layers upon. It is a big lasagna yeah. of speculation, is what it is. <laughs> it's a lot to remember. It's it, just there, so there, much. <laughs> there is absolutely so. Anyway, you know, we are going to foreshadow that robots or aliens or whatever is, are taking over the world. Hence the Terminator theme <laughs> song music. But let's. Uh, how about we get right into uh, this episode, yeah. episode one, re-entry. So our big star, the biggest name, Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. She's fine. Ooh, mm-hmm. oh, uh, I'm like so that. I'm so happy. How, yes, <laughs> I, I was going to say that you took that right. She is she is fine, even in her beige, very conservative clothes. Yes. She is yes, she still is. exotic. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So anyway, Halle Berry plays. 
Molly Woods, an astronaut for some kind of private, like private funded NASA, but it's not called NASA. It's called ISEA. Mm-hmm. And she comes back to earth after this 13 month mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we introduce, uh, we, we see her and, you know, she has a son. She has, you know, husband played by, you know, his name is John, but Adrian, what is his real, what is his real name? Uh, Goran Vishnik. Goran Vishnik. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. So yeah, so everything, you know, we see this kind of quasi, you know, too perfect of a life, I guess. You know, people want to know, oh, uh, what, how was it, you know, in space? And then suddenly something happens. So she, she, she has to go to her debriefing, I guess, and to, you know, to get her psych exam or medical exams, Mm -hmm. you know, from her ISEA. And we find out that she is pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is impossible because she's been, uh, at least labeled for her entire life as infertile or through all of this testing. So, uh, to get pregnant in space is always a very dangerous thing if we can reference alien, aliens, alien mm-hmm. three, alien resurrection. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. alien versus predator. All the aliens. You know, I know we, we can't, I know predictions are for, you know, at the end of this after buzz, but are we, are we predicting that an alien is going to burst out of Halle Berry's? I'm just saying it's never a good idea when you come back from space, when you've been on a solo mission for 13 months to find out that you've been, that you're pregnant. I mean, that's just kind of, it, that, that just doesn't, you know, it doesn't bode well. I'll say that. Uh, so who what knows? if it's a miracle? It's like one of those biblical things. Like you go out into space and then bam, God that's, strikes. That's not how space works. Let's be <laughs> real about that. Okay. <laughs> you know, hey, 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 you know, we have science. Yeah. We have the, um, higher powers. You know, we have, wow, this, this conversation just got deep, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, there's some deep stuff going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. What did you think of the big shocker moment, Tari? You know, we find this, we find Halle Berry just pregnant out of nowhere yeah she's been on this solo mission we we don't really have any foreshadowing we'll get to that but yeah for what did you think of that well my uh my initial response was because in the way that it was presented she's like hey so did anyone you know stop by the the station or anything any international people just kind of saying hello like like that's the first thing that they would do it's like hey we came to get some gas and you pregnant (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) <laughs> that that was pretty direct. It was yeah. very, and there was a lot of I felt directness, very mm-hmm. on the nose, in your face. Um, you know, before the commercial break, I f- I feel maybe the, hence I don't know. I I feel that the style of this show, even though it's very stylized and it's glossy, mm-hmm. and there is a big budget because there's a lot of visual effects, but it has that kind of 1960s sci-fi-ness. The, mm. you know, before commercial break, there's a dun-dun-dun, you right. know, like kind of like Twilight Zone, um, you know, or um, even uh, Spielberg also did a sci-fi show, Taken. There was a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, um, similarities to that. And even, um, you mentioned... Adrian, a lot of references, say, from aliens, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. 
I felt that also style-wise that there was also some references or some styles from previous even Spielberg sci-fi movies like AI or mm-hmm. yeah. um, Minority Report. AI, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, we find out that Halle Berry's pregnant and then what yeah, happens okay. and how does she react to that? Well, like any woman who hasn't had sex in 13 months that's impossible <laughs> like no well do we I didn't do that hold on are, are we sure that she hasn't well, had sex i don't believe to her knowledge that she has had sex and well I'm, i know what you're talking about and we'll we'll touch yeah. on that but i don't I, I have a theory on that i don't think she i don't think she you know because in the first 10 minutes we do see this sensual shower scene with them holding hands, and maybe because this is a futuristic world with, you know, John. are you cone heading right now? Are you saying that they have sex through <laughs> cone, like through touching palms? Well, you know, we'll get to this, but they already we we are to believe that Come they have on. they have sex by touching zippers. So they don't mm-hmm. have sex by touching zippers, you guys. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So anyway, uh, we you know Molly. Molly is trying to adjust to her life, um, you know, as things, you know, she goes to the ISEA. Mm-hmm. We learn um, that she has to, you know, that there was this, these 13 hours mm-hmm. that were missing from her video blogs or her, I you know, her job. It's yeah. such a classic thing to do in any kind of sci-fi. We don't have documentation for these past 24 hours, 13 mm. hours, hour. What were you doing? What happened? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So in, we get, we get hints of what happened mm-hmm. in these 13 hours. Now, Tari, what, what did happen in, or what was hinted? What do we see in these missing 13 hours? Well, <laughs> she's talking to her family, and then all of a sudden a solar flare hits, and she has to go check it out. Things start going a little blinky, and then uh, once she gets up, re- reboots the power, right in a, in a window, she sees her old lover, Marcus. Oh, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going. This is not a 1940s serial radio show. You're right. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. So, and he writes, he writes, help me. Yes. On, you know, on the window, on, on the window. So we don't, now we are hinted that I guess Marcus is some kind of, former lover or former, Mm -hmm. you know, significant other of, you know, Molly's because John, not jealous, but, you know, makes reference, oh, we would have never been together if it wasn't for... If he hadn't died. If he hadn't died, exactly. So Molly does have, evidently holds a soft spot um, for him. Now, uh, then through this flashback, you know, we, the flat, this flashback gets extended a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you know, during her psychiatric brie- debriefing, she goes back and we see a little bit more of this encounter with Marcus and mm-hmm. Molly. Can we talk about this encounter and how it breaks every... You should know better. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you... Um, well, I know in fiction land that apparently nobody has access to a TV. Nobody can watch any sci-fi. Nobody can watch any Doctor Who or anything. If if your dead, long-lost love appears to you on a spaceship 
and you open the door and let him touch you, that is a no. If he starts repeating everything you say back to you, that is a no. You do not, you do not proceed to get all teary eyed and lovey dovey. That you just don't do that. (laughs) Though I would uh, argue that by contact rules, Mm. it could have been an alien taking the form of someone she knows. That's what I think it was, which is even more reason to not touch him. Don't let him touch you. This is, these are rules. That alien brought uh, higher learning, though. Contact? Yeah. I don't know. I think I fell asleep at the end of it. A lot of people did. Yeah. You see, I think it was all in Marcus's eyes. I don't know. Did, did you? Did either of you notice he had a blue eye and then a brown eye? He, didn't, he I, had a blue eye I, and a brown I eye? I thought, yeah. Or was that just a reflection? I think he had just a very still eye for a human, which made me believe he was not human because we blink and our eyes move back and forth and his eyes weren't moving. You're right. There, and there was there was no questioning. You know, Molly, she didn't question how, what, where, why. Yeah. She just was immediately enraptured in his brilliance. He just said, help me. Honestly, like some kind of like Skinamax or something like, oh, and then come to me and let's hold each other. I mean, really, that's yeah. Yeah. that really was the scene. Yeah. They held each other. He touches her zipper. I mean, first the cheek and goes down her her spacesuit. Well, I think it was more like an alien body scan because he did that thing where he like got to where her uterus was and he stopped and he mm-hmm. looked at her. And I was like, oh god, he just totally scanned her to see if she was available. To analyzing have children. Analyzing. Analyzing. Was analyzing or was it implementing some you know? Special I don't think there's powers. some type of finger impregnation going on there. Yeah, I, I was waiting for him to just like jab it through. Oh my gosh, this is CBS. Let's be okay. This <laughs> is not Showtime. You're right. The, or the, HBO. the shower scene stops at when they're holding hands. Right. That's, when they they have a little kiss. And that's oh, it. Yeah, that's when yeah. it stops. That's, that's network. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Anyway, yeah, she she doesn't question this. She just goes towards this. She wakes up, you know, from a blackout, and we see her delete all of this footage mm-hmm. before she watches the surveillance mm-hmm. cameras, because obviously there's tons of surveillance cameras on the ship, mm-hmm. and she deletes them. In, but before that, she sees... We don't see Marcus. We just see her miming. Yeah. You know, at least... Talking to herself. Talking to herself. So... Guys, is is Marcus real? Uh, Did this happen? Who knows? I think it's an alien. I'm just saying. But I will say, because we were talking about if she had had sex with with Marcus and the possibility that maybe it's Marcus' hybrid alien baby inside of her uh, and how she's in denial about having sex with him. I think he did some, what is it called? The, The Star Trek mind? Oh, yeah. The thing. mind meld. The mind meld. Because I don't think she remembers anything between him touching her face and then her eyes rolling up into her head and then waking up with the alarms going off. I really don't think she remembers that. Because why would she play the tape back? And why didn't she play the tape further? Yeah. Hmm. She like, didn't... Like, what? Of, of how far it went. Because like, if... Yeah. I'm just saying... If we are to assume that she did get pregnant from this experience... Mm-hmm. I'm sure it did not stop with her putting her hand out, touching his cheek. Yeah. Right. I'm just say it. I'm sure there's some other mimings going on well, in that I, video. If, if even that, I just, if, if going with the assumption that she doesn't know what happened, um, and she just got so freaked out by the fact that she looks crazy, I would still want to know, you know, hey, what happened? If I 
am crazy, then what else happens? I just woke up and fully we, clothed. And she was wearing a, a video camera on her, you know, yeah. Yeah. On, her on her. So maybe now. we'll see that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And But back at ISEA, they really want to know and, mm-hmm. you know, but, and who knows, because they probably might find out. I, I, I mean, just because her she's we we see this while she's with a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. but she's being watched so it's not really confidential Mm -hmm. you know her her life is on surveillance um and she's pregnant i mean you can't hide that for very long (laughs) you're right so right and and there's first of all it's you're right there's whose baby is it Mm -hmm. how did this happen and is it human or not Yeah. yeah that's really so while all of this Molly stuff is going on. There's a lot of Molly's stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also in her um, personal life, uh, Molly's personal life, uh, things are a little shaky at home, you know, because uh, she's uh, she's not really close to her son. Is she? Well, guys? I think they they kind of commented on that and that she's been gone for 13 months, right? And she kind of comments on how he's different and her husband's like well it's been a year but there's also something going on with her son that i think we're going to touch on soon and yeah yeah well let's 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 go on that since we uh brought it up what is different about their son he's an android what awesomeness (laughs) what (laughs) yeah how did you feel the part i mean the reveal what did you think of the reveal when i think my response was oh snap or something like that is what i said (laughs) out loud so (laughs) were you expecting that tari were you um unfortunately the 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 commercial spoiled me um but the first time i'd seen the commercial i was surprised like i thought that was a really good kind of turn because up until then he's just like this normal little kid he's a little quiet a little little weird um and then you're like oh no he he's a robot and then i also was thinking why does he look everything like Goran Vishnik and nothing like Halle Berry? Okay, like, whenever right. I would see promos, yeah. I'd be like, really? So when but, he came out as an android, I was like, oh, okay. But John, this. yeah, Goran, but John, he what? He is the Geppetto. I mean, Halle Berry was not. Yeah, I mean, she was there before. So, True. Yeah. yeah. True, you're right. They, she, Why does he look Ethan did not, does not look like Halle Berry whatsoever. And she's fine. Oh, she is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. I'll it's say too much it. fine for one robot to handle, guys. Absolutely. So, anyway, he is, yeah, so G- Gorin or John, John Woods, he is some kind of Geppetto. He is mm-hmm. uh, this scientist, and he created Ethan, their son, and he wants to make more Ethans. Yeah. H- Humanics? Humanics. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And... In a way, this all ties together because he wants to, he wants to ask for funding um, from Yamamoto. It's our ISEA, yeah, Yasumoto. Yeah, excuse me, thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, who also funds and helps out ISEA. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, and also they also fund they funded Molly's trip as the well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, this is all kind of coming together. You know, we ideas are percolating of how this is all blended but anyway he he wants funding and does does he get his funding for more of his humanics not initially because I, they raise a question that i think is always well it's not raised in terminator but it should have been but is raised in most other sci-fi of so what happens if they're crazy and they want to kill the human race and he responds in that you know why would he kill his son and the whole idea is to raise them like humans and treat them like humans and 
So, and he also says something offensive to one of the potential oh, calls, clients. Yeah, yeah calls a, souls. calls a witch, one of the witch scientists, you know, the, the evil, evil doers in the audience, an idiot. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was a bad response when you're in a professional landscape. Uh, True. <laughs> but, but unfortunately, you know, that and not having any kind of game plan for if they do decide to go Terminator, you know, T-1000 on us. Hence, uh, excuse me, sorry. Hence, Anita, hence the theme music. Yes. I just want to brought, you know, that we finally get it. Yes, uh, John Woods is creating robots that could or could not, he says no, take over the world. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what were you going to say, Tari? Um, I was just going to say, like, it shows how much faith he has in, like, essentially what he's working on. Like, he b- truly believes that these these androids can become just like humans and have the same uh, level of mor- morality. However, uh, as all sci-fi has told us, um, I mean, there's nothing, because just like humans, there's nothing to stop them from also doing bad things, Yeah, you know? Um, and then it also, they had touched on it a little bit in the whole idea of like the androids being slaves to humans as opposed to like being treated like people. Well, it seems like it's kind of implied that that's already the case, that they do have some type of android system in place already, that they use androids as a kind of servant or as like, you know, I guess to replace like general jobs that people don't want to do in the future. Right. They're like the, the med bots in Star like, Wars or something like that. Or like the like Ood in Doctor Who. Yeah. Doctor Who. So we've mentioned already, we mentioned references of Aliens. We've yes. mentioned references of Terminator. We mentioned references of Star Trek, Doctor Who. I'm going to jump a little bit. Well, actually, I'll, ju- I'll, I'll save this reference for later. But right now, um, you know, John is really fighting for his son. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, that he... Our son's a good guy. That humanic, he represents these future humanics in general. They're all good people because he wants them to be people. Mm-hmm. Now, but is Ethan really good? You know, we we see this day at the park where Molly and Ethan are just sharing some ice creams. Now, Tari, what what happens? And now, now from this scene, you can tell us: Do we, are we on Ethan's side? Is he just a regular good guy? Well, they leave it a little ambiguous, but I mean, he essentially has a tantrum and, uh, runs out into the, into the woods and you see him standing over this dead bird. And the first thing he says is, I just found it like this. Dun, and you dun, dun. Yeah. You, well, I mean, he's a kid. And, 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 and like that whole temper tantrum thing. And can I say, Pierce, Gan, Gag, Gagnon, Gagnon, the kid, mm-hmm. is so great at doing tantrums because yeah. he's the, the kid in Looper and he had the best tantrums ever. But anyways. <laughs> Maybe side, that's why he was cast. Out, probably. Yeah. Uh, for, but my response was like, well, he's a kid and, you know, they have sometimes odd responses. That doesn't always mean that it's the best response, but especially when you're like learning how to control your emotions and maybe he's a little too old to have a tantrum like he had it. Um, but then again, he might only be like two years old android wise it, it seemed like a, a, the initial response of like getting angry about his ice cream dropping didn't see seem too overblown the running away I was like okay well that's a little odd and then the, the dead bird I was like well maybe he didn't do it he could have yeah. you're right it. you're right and um, 
I, I really think he did it. He killed, he, he first of all, <laughs> he didn't Molly, kill it. <laughs> Molly and John are really, it's John now because Molly's been gone for 13 months. They're raising a killer robot. I mean, they're, ra- they're raising a, I'm just saying, they're raising a T-1000. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, that's it. Hence, once again, the Terminator theme music. I, well, I, I will say, I do like that aspect of the story that there is this kind of, will he or won't he become this evil android or will, you know, can a android learn to be human and deal with the, the you know, the yin and yang of being human, the good and the evil of that. Right. So I like that they're, they're kind of toying with that with the kid and seeing where that goes with it. You're right. And there was, um, I feel like the whole theme of this episode, at least, they really touched on, especially um, going back a little bit um, with the, when John was arguing with the fellow scientists about souls, you know, John's argument that a soul is not real, mm-hmm. that there is no part of the body, you know, called the soul. Yeah, you have a heart, you have a gut, you have a stomach, you have mm-hmm. a mind, you don't have a soul, you know. So that was his argument. But like the other argument is, you know, no, that a soul, yeah, it's just, it's vague, but you just, it's a, it's a sense of feeling. It's a sense, it's a sense of something, yeah. right. you know. I mean, and I feel that that that's I and I I feel also that is going to be especially in um John's storyline at least throughout this series or season series hopefully that you know yeah the the search of a soul yeah. I mean that that's going to be I feel his plot point yeah I mean they toy with that a lot just the kind of um, I think what a lot of the characters are struggling with is letting their emotions get the best of them. Like how Molly let her emotions get the best of her on the spaceship and how John is kind of letting his emotions get the best of him in terms of his son. I mean, he is an Android. He is a machine. If a machine punches you in the face, it's going to hurt and probably kill you versus a human punching you in the face. I'm just saying, I mean, unless he punched you multiple times, but um, it's, you have to kind of have a precaution when you're dealing with something that is new, that is self-learning and can spiral out of control. I mean, that's the kind of what people deal with and struggle with in today's society with artificial intelligence. If we let computers get to the point where they can uh, teach themselves and surpass us in information and knowledge, will they eventually decide that we are, you know a virus or whatever matrix type reference you want to make and decide to wipe us out. Or so I like that they're kind of toying with that idea. I think that I lost my train of thought, so I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> That's so. okay. I'll bring it. Yeah. I'll bring it back. <laughs> but anyway, um, and really quick going back to, Oh, so anyway, so this whole though is Ethan, you know, a killer is he just a gentle, you know, uh, this gentle person you know, how this all came to be, though, was Molly receives this out-of-nowhere balloon letter, you know, this this out-of-nowhere, just way from left field. It just did not, it did not blend for me. It just came, and, and it's like, what did it say exactly? It says, like, I know. Or, I know what happened to I, you. I know what happened to be you. Be in touch soon. Yeah. Like yeah. But I feel like that's kind of just a, and I like Steven Spielberg. But I feel like sometimes he just has kind of those random Spielberg moments where you're like, that, you're just kind of throwing plot point in there because you just need this to happen. You can't just let it happen organically. And so. True. I true. wasn't that surprised when that right. happened. So, but, um, you know, John now, he did not receive his funding. No. Um, so he's kind of miffed about that. And then he, uh, 
does not really take Molly's side when, you know, he hears about this, you know, chaotic moment between Molly and Ethan. He doesn't really take her side. But then there is an ups an upstart. There is uh you know, there are there is sunshine, you know, mm-hmm. after that cloud of rain in John's world that he does receive funding. Now private wh- funding. Private funding. Now Tari, why how did how did this even come about? Well, uh, <laughs> Yasumoto had a private meeting with him uh, as a ploy, which we'll talk about later, um, in order to kind of get a, the gist of what he's doing. And he said his board members will never be on board, but he's willing to come out of pocket for it. Yeah. Now, 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 this Yasumoto, he obviously he is the Mr. Moneybucks cuz he's mm-hmm. he's funding Molly's trip, he's funding this ISEA, he's funding these humanics. I mean, he he it's I think it I think I would like to believe he pretty much owns it all. Yeah. Basically. He owns it all. We we are introduced to this mysterious Asimoto from being cro- cr- frozen. He was well, Is he frozen? He was like in somewhere kind of jelly. I don't know oh, if he, he was Oh, jelly. I kind of got this I, Yeah, it was like a jelly cuz then it was like gooey all on him when he woke up. You're right. It was gooey. It was, and my reference is going to be from Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. I, that was a big Demolition Man moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And anyway, obviously he was not eating, or there was no tubes feeding him any yeah. kind of syrups or food mm-hmm. because the first thing he he does when he gets out of there is he has some delicious Michelin grade sushi grade like Jiro dreams of sushi sushi. I mean it looked <laughs> delicious. I I loved it. Yeah. I wanted to eat that. I yeah. was saying it was whoever did the uh the plating for you know the with the props and the chefs mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. Fantastic props to you. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> did you get did anyone else get the kind of impression that maybe he's Ancient for some reason, there was a picture of him dressed like a samurai, samurai in his like in too. his uh, mansion, and I was like, "Well, oh, oh, a- is he just like an ancient human or something like that?" And that they're replenishing him. What's up with the gel? That's kind of what I was thinking. That maybe he's you're I right. Don't know. It was kind of weird. And yeah, we we also saw the skull of the T Rex. Mm-hmm. The yeah. you know we also and why why now you know we, we, there was no reasoning. You know, we from him being released from this jail, from him being awakened, it was to find out what happened to these thirteen hours or yeah. in Molly's missing life. So suddenly, we're going to have this bil- dead billionaire come back to life. But I guess he's not dead because no one was surprised when he met with John. No one's surprised to see him walking around and interacting with people. So I'm, I am curious about the gel. What's the gel all about? Yeah. What he's I mean, doing. kind of piggyback, piggybacking off of your thing is like, maybe the gel is essentially something to keep him youthful. Yeah. So like he, every time he goes down for like this exfoliating bath, um, it kind of keeps him spry enough and maybe it's over amount of time. That's why he has to eat every time he's done because it's like a, I don't know, a year process or a two year something yeah. extended amount of time. It's just, I'm curious about what, what that whole deal is with him. There are many curiosities. Yes. He is, he, he is interesting though. I think, yeah, for me, if I was going to follow a character right now, I feel he is the most interesting, the most mm-hmm. colorful, just being awakened, Jesus-like in a way. Yeah. I mean, right. Really? I mean, out of nowhere, he has all this money. You know, he could just say, oh yeah, I'm not going to fund you with my company, but me as a person, 
I will fund you. Yeah. Right. You know, and you're right. And, um, he wants to keep a watchful eye on this Molly. He wants to keep a watchful eye. I mean, he's like this omniscient being. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause, he, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say he only funds, uh, John so he can keep an eye on Molly. And he's kind of given that idea by, um, Sparks, but we'll You're get right. to that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get to it now. Okay. So just bring it up. Tell me about. Well, Director Sparks is Molly's boss, mm-hmm. and I guess he runs the Seraphin and the ISEA. So Seraphin is the ship that she was on, and he doesn't act suspicious to Molly or suspicious of Molly to her face. But once she gives her account and says that she accidentally deleted the the videos and she doesn't remember what happened, or you know, nothing happened, she fell asleep for three hours, no big deal. He immediately wakes up Yasumoto and they immediately start talking about how this is like the same issue that happened with uh, Harmon Kruger. Krieger. Kruger? Krieger. Krieger. Uh, and so now you know that something else bigger is going on, that this isn't the first time that somebody's had a, essentially a blackout and something's going on with solar flares and everyone's interconnected and there's a big conspiracy. <laughs> oh, man. Like I said, it's about the lasagna layer yes, after layer. Like, oh, gosh, so much. So so it, there's this whole dynamic of what is going on with the Yasumoto, Yas, Yasumoto Corporation and how does that connect with ISEA and what's really going on. And Harmon Krieger, why did he commit suicide? You're right. Now, and... <clears throat> With Harmon and the ISCA that I feel once Yasumoto is awakened from this jelly, just the conspiracies keep on going and going, especially, mm-hmm. especially with this ISCA, because by the end of the episode, we, we learn who, or I'm, I know I am assuming here, but we kind of learn who that mysterious person was from the park who gave Molly the balloon. And it was, who was it? Sorry, it's Harmon Krieger. Yes, dun dun dun. Dead Harmon Krieger. Dead. He's not I, really dead. He's not really dead, and he yeah. warns. He warns Molly. You know, like a big warning. Uh oh, don't trust anybody. Such Everyone's weird. out to get you. Dun. I always no sorry. I always hate in like any either like uh, thrillers and sci-fi where they're like don't trust anyone but yeah. they won't give you any names yeah. like I, he should have just thrown a list and been like here's what's going on enjoy read this book it'll tell you everything <laughs> you need to know you're right yeah. you're, you're right now I felt though it was it was interesting you know I mean there was a lot of I, I felt it was almost an, uh, this whole show in general was an homage to some great sci-fi mm-hmm. you know films yes there was some um originality and it was very nice but like yeah and as a sci-fi geek as a comic geek if you will i like pointing that out you yeah. know i like finding oh they did a little bit of this but they did it differently oh and this is how they did it i never thought of that you know i mean like uh spielberg made artificial intelligence which also had to you know mm-hmm. um a robotic a robotic kid and they're doing that here but in a different sense you yeah. know they're combining i also liked um you know, I was a big Gravity fan because I like beautiful, exotic female astronauts. And I really, I'm, I'm on this big, I'm just saying, I'm just saying we have Gravity, Sandra Bullock. We have Extant, Halle Berry. I'm, I'm liking this kick that Holly was on of casting these. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so 
there are all these conspiracies. I mean, let's let's just. I, I feel I feel let's go to predictions because I want to. I mean, okay. you know this. Yeah, you're ready for predictions. I, I'm I'm ready for predictions. Well, they, they give us that you know this happening on season one of Extent, and there's a lot of stuff that happens. I what what struck me was that there was this reference to Extant also meaning extinct, and then Ethan makes a reference to humans going up into space so that so that they don't have to face extinction and i really want to see how all of that is connected this whole idea that there is a a threat not only in terms of the humanics but a threat from space of humanity becoming extinct and so i kind of think that and they also said something about how they're already here so there's just like a there's just so much to predict and so much going on, but I, I essentially think that whatever is inside Halle Berry is, um, <laughs> I guess, the thing that will, you know, can keep or break, keep together or break the human race. That's my prediction. It's like the savior. Yeah. Right. Tari? Um, and this, this is not, I know, um, really quick. Yeah. They, we, there were predictions. Um, I'm, excuse me. There were, there was like this, this season, but w- what's just going to happen even on the next episode, yeah. the next episode. Oh, I should just do that. <laughs> That's okay. You, you can, you can go again if you want. Yeah. Oh, okay. On the next episode, mm-hmm. we're going to find out about Harmon Krager. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's pretty much there what I want to know. No, um, I'm actually really looking forward to uh, spending more time with the kid and mm-hmm. kind of seeing his development. Um, there was a, a thing where I keep wondering if they keep building bodies for him as he grows up, um, but that's yeah. a side thing. Or if he'll uh, grow, if it's like um, organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Like if I would, mm, I'm getting into so many things in my head nope, right now because absolutely, yeah, that's the thing. This it's is, just so much. Yeah, this yeah. is a layered show. It is the lasagna show, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I feel we're still we're still not finished with Molly before we can even, you know, yeah, they pushed Ethan and John as the B story. I feel that's still going to be mm-hmm. the B story, even leaning towards C. It's still all going to be about Molly, and it's going to be how she gets out of this psychiatric evaluation, because yeah. she's still in it. She's, right. And all of these people, including Yasumoto, are watching her. Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, did she, like faint when she had that blackout like what happened did she tell this psychi i mean i'm still guessing so i want to see her get out of this doctor's office i want to see her you know pass this medical exam with flying colors right yeah that's a real huge obstacle so i feel next week is going to answer all of those questions yeah it's yeah. going to be i think a, a big juggle of pacing with this episode because they're putting in a lot and so even when i was watching i was like this pacing is like Interesting, because there's a lot for me to take in in this one episode, and maybe it's a little too much for my brain. Absolutely. Now, what? Really quick, just mm-hmm. you know, for first episode, what do you think? I mean, this this is a winner of a show. I, I say this is an awesome show. You yeah. know, the quality, the visual effects, it is a really good. I mean, are, do you want to tune in next week? I do want to tune on? in next week. I do think some of the dialogue could uh, be, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely could be a little bit. Nicer, cleaner. You don't like that 1960s yeah, serialized kind of, tongue-in-cheek? It reminded me a lot of The Fugitive and how they talked. It's just this kind of like, 
why are you over explaining this to me in this moment? <laughs> and, and so I don't, I feel like they're kind of, you know, feeding us information Excellent. they don't need to. Right. Well, guys, anyway, first of all, where can all of the fans out there of Extant and every other show, Tari, where can all of the fans find you? You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also catch me on the Dominion panel on Thursdays and the Sword Art Online on Sundays. I know my days. Awesome. Adrian, where can all the fans find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. A-D-R-I-A-N. As in, guys, you can find me on iTunes. Uh, my podcast is called Restaurant Fiction, also on Twitter at Rest Fiction. And I am the editor-in-chief of the website RestaurantFiction.com. And this week, we are reviewing Monk's Diner, prominently featured in the show Seinfeld. So anyway, oh, guys... Sorry. Should we mention next week, we do have a guest on... Oh. Absolutely. Sergio. We, we, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, you, no, you do it. Uh, well, Sergio Harford, who plays Marcus, will be on oh, with us. So, so Marcus is a real human being. Oh. Uh-oh. Anyway, guys, thank you very much. Keep it real. Keep it fresh. And always keep it on the flip side. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 